Welcome to the 193rd episode of the Crack Die Podcast. Yar! Undead <laughs> time, baby! I like cheese. Hey, that's my line! <laughs> Aren't you reading your script? Not to me. I'm sorry, I didn't get it this week. Yeah, well, the writers are on strike, so it's okay. <laughs> you know when you're watching those videos and you see Shibuya and you're like, oh my god, I'm never ever gonna do that. It's the corporate videos where they're like, Shibuya! Yeah, yeah, Shibuya! Roll call! Well, I've had to do that and I've actually had to facilitate that. So my thing when I have to do that and facilitate that is always to say my name is Heidi and everyone's like yeah and I say I like cheese that's like my number one thing is I like cheese and everyone says yeah and I say I can drive a car and everyone says yeah and we all say all right all right all right all right yeah <laughs> so like if you had I guess Sean I'm taking your thunder right here if you had to say Shibuya what would you like your name something you like something you can do what's one thing you like and what's one thing you can do you took my cheese already, so... <laughs> we can have the same interests. Okay, I don't just like cheese. I love cheese. <laughs> like, if I hadn't married Christine, cheese was next on the list, all right? Okay. <laughs> Sean loves his loaves of milk. I do. And then one thing I can do is... Uh, I can wiggle my ears. Oh, man, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Well, my name is Haya. Yeah. I like chocolate. Yeah. I would marry chocolate and <laughs> I can roll my tongue into a taco. Ha. Oh, yeah. Are you a dark chocolate or are you a milk chocolate? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Give me all of it. Are you an American chocolate or are you like a everywhere else chocolate? I feel like the chocolate in America is very, very sweet. It is very, very sweet, but it's not a bad thing. I grew up on everywhere else chocolate, but yes, the answer is always yes. There's no such thing as bad chocolate. Okay, <laughs> cool. Just wonder. I, for example, do not eat milk chocolate. Really? Yeah. I learned something else about milk chocolate in America in that they like intentionally sour the milk so it lasts longer or something like that which is why a lot of people from other countries will taste american chocolate and be like not only is this really sweet it's like it's not dark chocolate sour it's like acidic gross sour to a lot of people outside of the states and it's because of the way we, we treat and temper the milk to make it a longer lasting product even if that's not the best thing for the product or the people eating it welcome to america anyway what can you do haya I can roll my tongue into a taco. That's right. Woo -woo. Sorry. It's okay. It's, it's my best feature. <laughs> <laughs> Man says, yeah, it is. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Such a gentleman. Thanks, honey. <laughs> Who's next? Okay. You like cheese as well. Okay, good. Translating for our non-Swedish speakers. I can tell what episode of the Star Trek The Next Generation it is from the Stinger. Oh. That's actually really impressive. <laughs> I used to be better at it. There's a lot of Next Generation. But yeah. For those of us who aren't TNG fans, what? A Stinger? What's a Stinger? It's the beginning part of the episode before the credits. Oh. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, they'll, they'll do their little like thing in my job and then they'll like cut the credits and then come back. Oh, okay. Like the cold open? Because I feel like Stinger is usually like the post-credits. I don't know cinema. <laughs> I don't move any picture thingies. I I just turn on tube and check out. <laughs> we knew what you meant, Rob. You're good. That's okay. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> we got there. We figured it out. Matthew? I don't know. I feel like I'm being influenced by my fellow castmates. He's also going to say cheese. No, I wasn't going to say cheese. 
I like cheese fine. I don't have a relationship with cheese like Sean has a relationship with cheese, a secret, dirty relationship with cheese. <laughs> no one has a relationship with cheese like Sean has a relationship with cheese. He's got a boudoir photo book. <laughs> yeah, just different different styles. Look at the wheels on that Gouda. Mm. <laughs> Gorgonzola. <laughs> I'm feeling a little judged right now. It's out of love. It's out of love. <laughs> so my name is Matt. Yeah. I like games. Yeah. What? What? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that about you. Yeah. Board games, video games, tabletop role playing games. Love games. I make something to a game. I'm much more interested in it. Also, I will beat you because that's <laughs> great. It's been beaten into me uh, that you know you play you play to win. I remember that as a kid. Like I don't know if you've ever played with an adult, like as a child, or played with children, and like you let them win sometimes, or someone let you win. Uh, that never happened to me. Zero times. <laughs> I was beaten until I learned to win. Essentially. So to confirm, you, you're talking about ga gaming, not yes, yes. I'm talking about no, not physical okay, violence, yeah. but like like there there was no mercy with with gaming. It as board games whatever growing up, like you know, you either won by the rules or you didn't. So there was no like cheating for the kids right also our easter egg hunts are full contact growing up <laughs> which was a, a thing that my grandparents neighbors uh would come out to watch <laughs> that was the easter spectacle yeah they would all like come out on the lawn and watch us i was full contact easter egg hunt <laughs> but i hate to copy rob but i know who the murderer is from the cold open or whatever you want to call it of any murder she wrote episode <laughs> or episode of Monk or episode of Psych. Yeah, I've watched them all multiple times. <laughs> Can we just take note of the, the, the population turnover in that small main town was insane. Well, a lot of times there were people from out of town who got murdered. It wasn't always locals. And very quickly, Jessica was like in New York City or going to see one of her many friends or distant relatives. You know, she had a lot of uh, nieces and nephews other than Grady. We have this running gag that that uh, it would be funny if she was actually the murderer in all of the Murder, She Wrote episodes. It's like she'll never get caught sort of thing. <laughs> I have never watched a single episode of Murder, She Wrote. What? Me either. How? It wasn't like something that my parents would we'll put on when I was sick, you know, home from school, sick. No, we watched soap operas. Yeah, I got way more of like the Price is Right. It wasn't even the Price is Right. It was soap operas. So you want like Days of Our Lives, One Life to Live, Passions when that was around. Very, very into that one. That was my sick day childhood. That wasn't my sick day childhood. That was me seeking out these shows. <laughs> I watch them all on purpose, not tangentially, <laughs> like near someone else. In my household, it was Murder, She Wrote, and MASH every night. Oh, MASH, yes. And people wonder why we're the way we are. Hey, let's watch a, a real black comedy called MASH where we're in the Vietnam War, but making jokes about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> the trauma through comedy. Let's go. I don't know what you mean. Sorry, that wasn't directed at me, was it? Oops, I just revealed something about myself. Anyway, last time we played. Wait, wait a minute. Hang on. Slow down. <laughs> We haven't heard uh, yours or Christine's yet. Just forgetting about his wife, you know. Well, I don't, Christine. I got you. Well, he thought that Haya was his wife. That's why he got confused. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's my wife, Sean. You have your own wife. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm Christine. Yeah. And I like cats. Yeah. And I can resist peer pressure and group think and don't follow the format of the people who've set before me. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what a cop out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeezy crazy. All right. Well, last time we played this wonderful game. You guys finished a combat, found some information, got a lot of loot and not the musical instrument. And you've headed out into Sagarak proper, i.e. not behind the safe walls of Kovalar. You met a shade and he gave you a lot of information and was leading you to meet with an audience with the king. So after about three hours of walking in this pitch black and hearing things bumping and skittering in the darkness, you finally make it to a burnt out husk of what looks like it used to be a throne room. Same. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. As you walk into this throne room, you see an empty throne. And after a minute or so, you see that a pale blue green light starts to flicker. And sitting in the throne is a skeletal dwarven man with sunken green eyes and a long silvery beard that clings to the bleached leathery flesh of his jaw. He wears a tattered and singed remains of royal regalia, but no crown graces his skull. Standing at King Harold's side are four menacing grave knights. Does he say anything? He looks at you and he says, Welcome, dignitaries of the living. I am glad to see that you have accepted my invitation. I have some important advice for you in your exchange for assisting me in defeating the usurper. When the usurper attacked Sagarok several years ago, the dragon descended upon the city in a fury, raining down magma on anyone who dared to challenge him, and many who did not. You see, I believe the dragon's burning desire for power won out over the short-term thrill of destruction. And whenever he found a battle too challenging against my grave knights, he retreated under the magma to rest and fight for another day. Before long, I went after the dragon. It was a fevered and pitched battle where the usurper defeated me. And you see him hang his head. He also defeated many of my grave knight retainers. What I had hoped would result at worst in a glorious martyr's death has become the greatest insult of my undeath. And you see him spit a phantasmal glob of saliva. For I rejuvenated a day later on this throne out of my crown. Since that time, the usurper has been solidifying his position as ruler of Sagarak with plans to eventually conquer the living city of Kovlar. The usurper will not stop at ruling Sagarak. The dragon will destroy and enslave all of Kovlar as well. Worse yet, I have learned that the dragon has allied with surface dwellers, something that I find myself forced to do as well. 
we're right here. <laughs> I do not know about these surface dwellers, but they are evil. Your Majesty, this is why we had come to these land. We were searching for evil surface dwellers. They are slavers. They allied with the dark and, and depraved. But seeing that the good people of Kovlar are in danger, then she'll look to her companions. I feel like we have no choice but to try and help. You feel like Brianna's definitely, like, uncomfortable with <laughs> speaking with what's clearly a... He's not a a lid, but an undead Very powerful king undead. of sort. Yeah, yeah. Give me a religion roll. Oh, you know, I'm so good at those because every time I roll what I'm an expert at, I roll so well. Do you hear the sarcasm in my voice? <laughs> <laughs> you can either roll religion or dwarven lore. Uh, well, you know, that I do not have, so has a 34. Not too bad. Really good. As you look at him and you look around, you don't, I don't know how you would know this, but you know that this, he's not a lich. You can kind of tell that he still has his soul and it's not ripped into pieces and put into soul cages. You kind of get the feeling that he is bound to the city of Sagarak and if the city were to like be completely destroyed, he would be destroyed. So anytime that this dragon attacks the city, which it definitely looks like the city's been attacked, and he even mentioned that the dragon attacked Sagarak several years ago, it damages him and injures him. And in his little speech, you can tell that he would have rather died than be come back as undead in this situation. He would have rather taken out the dragon, but he did not. Will you assist me in this endeavor to rid the lands of this usurper and bestow my crown back upon my head? Well, we are here to stop the Scarlet Triad, those evil living, and as we are want to do help the citizens of Kovlar. So it seems that our goals are aligned, at least for now. Tell me more about this Scarlet Triad. So they're slavers. They have popped up throughout different areas of Galarian, and we fought them several times in the past, defeating them each time. And now they have gotten their hooks into Kovlar, but we've managed to eliminate their agent among the ruling council. We have taken out most of their forces in the area, but their leader eludes us. And they are working with this dragon, this uh, usurper, then I can only imagine that in our journey to defeat Embermead, the head of the Scarlet Triad in the area, we're going to run afoul of those that are plaguing you as well. With the mention of slavers and all of that that you said, you see him bristle a little bit. Yes, our goals align very much. You can find the usurper and his allies in and below the Temple of Olga, but you simply can't charge forward to the location. That would be foolish. The streets and skies alike are patrolled by members of the Starved Faction and their commanded pawn, undead who have pledged servitude to the usurper. I recommend one of two routes to get there without having to face overwhelming oppositions. While the Bound have not strictly declared their allegiance to any one leader, 
Many of the ghostly inhabitants maintain a presence in and around the temple of the All God. I bear the bound no ill will, but you may come into conflict with them. I suggest that you secure something that will help the bound recognize them not as intruders, but as allies. And by wearing something of my old regalia that has been infused with Sagarak's traditions, you can do exactly this. However, the problem here is that the only surviving regalia that could potentially afford such protection lies in that of the Haunted Hall, the domain of several of the bound. If you could recover that and wear the regalia left in the Haunted Halls, you'll be able to avoid the attention of the haunts and other bound who dwell in the Temple of the All Gods. Or you could confront the leader of the starved and destroy them in their sanctum. You could force the starved to abandon their allegiance to the usurper by removing their current leader. If you were to do that, you wouldn't encounter any additional starved in the Temple of the All God. Of course, you are free to make your own decisions and decide how you would like to handle things. You could ignore my suggestions, that of a rambling old shade. is gonna look over at Brianna, make eye contact, look down at her scimitar, look back at her, shrug. So where is this uh, starved leader? Hold up. There is a sanctum of the star. They are not particularly well organized, but there is a leader of them. He is a dwarven ghast. There is a cave system where he resides, and you could approach there. I feel like that's really our speed. As much as I would think subterfuge could be fun than playing dress up, that's uh, definitely more difficult for me. I cannot lie. All right. So, to the mines of Moria or the caves of the starved or whatever it was. To the hungry holes. Hungry holes, yes. Sure. (laughs) If you need to rest, you are more than welcome to rest here in our protection. Nothing should disrupt you or bother you. But if you are ready, go now. The sooner things are done, the better. Turn down, look to Soraya and Knife Sword. Like, how are you two feeling? Do you need to rest or are you ready to go? I would never say no to a rest feel like we have not stopped in quite some time. We would be honored to sample your hospitality. Excellent. Please feel free to rest in one of our chambers. And he gestures to a less burnt out husk area. It actually still has a roof. (laughs) I know, fancy. It still has a roof and it also has beds that are not just stone tablets. They are actual beds. They do smell a little musty, but overall it looks like everything's in good repair. I'm pretty sure Knife Sword is setting up his ultimate camp collection. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In the middle of him like pointing to the other thing, I'm going to whip out my explorer's yurt and just throw it down right in the throne room. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's put it where we indicated knife sword. Too, too late. Already up. Already up. Since he nope. said, take a rest, you're welcome. I <laughs> just plopped it down. Nope. Brianna will attempt to pull it back up and slide it on over to where indicated. Let's not be rude. Unfortunately, we do not have any food that is not rotten as we don't eat here. However, we do have cooking fires if you need to cook. I believe we still have rations. We should be all right. Thank you. And then I'm going to pull out my restful tent and put it right back in the same spot that the yurt was. 
with that, the king disappears and you see the grave knights move around and into like defensive positions in case something were to happen. And with that, you all take a knight's rest. A grave knight's rest. <laughs> get it? Get it? <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're having a deep sleep. Get it? Because <laughs> we're in the Underdark? We're not in the Underdark. We're in the Dark Lands. These lands be dark. Oh, I'm sorry. We're underground. We're deep underground. So I'm giving you all a night's rest real quick to refresh and heal up all of your damage if you had any. Refresh your spells and reagents if necessary. And I still have those 14 spare I collected. Yeah, they do not go away. So you awake eight hours later. It's hard to tell if it's day or night in the Darklands. The same ghostly apparition who led you here says, I can lead you to the sanctum of the star. Okay, I was going to ask. Nobody wanted to do campsite RP? No? Oh, I'm sorry. Not saying that (laughs) I wanted to, but since we rarely rest, and in the past we've used that as RP moments, I just wanted to make sure before we keep barreling down. Good call. Good call. Good call. And I thought maybe that might have also been a good moment to know about the king. Should somebody want to go talk to him instead of us just having that whole out of character tirade about I don't know. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. He did disappear. Yeah, I think he was kind of like, all right, y'all, I'm going to leave you to it. (laughs) I would gaze upon my skull orb, scorb. I'm going to make soup. (laughs) Yep, of course you are. Of course you are. Knife sword, what kind of soup are you making tonight? Cream of mushroom, but I don't have anything for cream. Should probably keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't last very long. It's 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 mushrooms that I've picked along the t- way here. Oh. Yeah. And you're sure they're safe? It's local produce. I mean, these guys seem what good enough. They're walking around. Speaking of which, I think that mushroom is walking away. Hey, you, get back in there. <laughs> <laughs> do, or do you want to do any fireside rule play? Uh, it's if someone wants to start some up with me. I just assumed you'd be hitting on somebody, so. <laughs> oh, Twin Talon! <laughs> We're all around the fire here together, yes? <laughs> so, so twi- Twin Talon, you know, I, I've been I've been thinking a lot of, you know, just about our date, and uh, it, it did not go as well as I had hoped. And, um... I would, I would like to try for a second chance. I think you would like me. I mean, I, I do like you. Cool. Could we go out on a date? Ding, 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 soup's on. Okay. Oh, look at that. Saved by the soup bell? Think about it. So, Brianna. Okay. 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 Let's, let's talk. Let's, let's talk for realsies. For realsies. I may have been brought up in a very old-fashioned Talden way, but my goddess loves both Desna and, and Shailen, and they, they three have a, a relationship together, and they they sustain and are, are happy together. I hear what you're saying, and I'm feeling it in my soul. Hold on. <laughs> Before we get there. She's not pointing to her soul. <laughs> I just want to understand you if this is something you subscribe by. And if it is, she'll look over to Soraya. Like, 
is this something you both have spoken about and are comfortable with? Because I would hate anybody's feelings hurt and then having to walk with everybody in a bad mood and, <laughs> and then fight together. So out in the open, let's talk about it. Who looks to Soraya? Soraya just kind of like goes over to the two of them, and like kisses them each on the cheek, and just waves and goes to get a bowl of soup. <laughs> confused. I'm so confused. I was like fidgeting with her fingernails. And she says, well, if we're really having that serious conversation, you know, I don't I don't know if you know many orcs or even half orcs, but I'm sure you know this. We, we don't live long. And, you know, my my childhood was kind of fraught with all kinds of misery and stuff. And, um, you know, all kinds of stuff that I really, you know, don't want to get into, which is why I like to drink and uh, why I like to <laughs> have relations. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've taken on the philosophy of, of like, you know, life is short. And if I like someone or something, I'm going to go for it. And I don't have time to think about the shoulda, coulda, wouldas or feel regret on not taking a chance because there there might not be a future for me and I don't want to have that regret so understand it's not a thing where like I don't want to feel bad about it and I don't want to feel judged for it no 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 Brina will put a, a hand on whose forearm it this was not about judgment this is quite the opposite it was about understanding because again my goddess has a heart for many loves unfortunately i can only love one person at the time but if you are just looking for romps and uh, yeah uh, i don't know if i can give that to you I do not operate like that. I love Soraya. Don't get me wrong. I love her. And I could see a life with her. But I could also see a life with other people, too. With you, Twin Talent. <laughs> and we can keep Knife Sword as a pet. You know, like, it'll be fine. Brianna will, like, look at Knife Sword. Just <laughs> see what he thinks. This is, like, out in the open, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, knife Sword is swimming in the soup pot. It's great. You guys should come over. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, oh, they're with a bowl and a ladle. Just like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> No, to self, soup was not for eating, was for swimming. Got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, it's for both. Oh God. <laughs> Ooh, I love you dearly, platonically. I cannot give my heart to more than one person at a time. So can we talk about who the one is then? Like you do not want to speak on your past, this is something I am not ready to talk about right now. <laughs> but in time, in, in a different place, perhaps in private, this is a discussion to, to have then. But I honestly just wanted to understand you and, and where you're coming from. And I understand it. I just want to make sure that that in your pursuit of life and not having regrets, you are not burning yourself out at like a, I do not know, like a, like a firecracker. Like you're just destroying yourself in the process with over drinking or, or, or hurting hearts in the process because you, you promise your heart to one person and they do not understand that, that you are able to love more than one person, which is why I just, I wanted to understand where you were coming from and what you meant by your advances. Well, you know what? Don't you worry. There's a whole lot of love in here for you when you're ready for it. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate your patience, I suppose. <laughs> I'll get you, girl. I'll get you. I'll get you one day. What about platonic? Do you not understand? <laughs> She's clearly joking. <laughs> not about the platonic, just like her tone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? She'll, she'll like steal a glance over to, to Twin Talon while this whole thing was happening. Soup's great. <laughs> that was the worst thing right in my ears. <laughs> mm, soup ASMR. No. No, sorry, I will sit back down and kiss you on the cheek and just be like, well, I'm sorry that didn't work out, my dear. Oh. It's okay. We have each other. <laughs> Plot twist. Knife Sword becomes a third <laughs> member in the polygule. <laughs> That's where Soraya might draw a line. <laughs> That's where Ooh draws a line, too. I'm just letting everyone know. <laughs> but would he even know he's in it? <laughs> That's the other question. In Ooh's head, Knife Sword is like seven. It's like a, like a baby. Like, you don't mess with babies. She's just like, mm, 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 mm. He's, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Have you smelled him? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's a valid question. He's currently in soup. <laughs> you see him playing a game of Marco Polo with some of the mushrooms. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, Soraya's fishing out some of those tarts from the backpack. Oh, thank God. Yeah, she's not She's not eating the knife sword bath soup. <laughs> that's such a sentence. Right? Man, knife sword didn't know you were a streamer. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Hello. Blood bombs. What are those? His gobbly fans. Yes. Knife sword's just sitting there going, High five. Oh, thanks for the donation. <laughs> Make sure you check our online store for your bottle of knife sword bath water. Ugh. We take cream oh, and mushroom soup and we just take the label off of it, put our label on it. <laughs> oh, Twin Talon just gave 16 memberships. Awesome. <laughs> That is my roleplay quota filled. <laughs> While you were having your roleplay, I, I managed to find everything that was in that formula book finally. And I changed a couple things to some newer items that came out recently because when this book was written, there weren't that many alchemical formulas. So I replaced a couple of the common ones with some new common things that I thought would be interesting. So if you want to, you can craft those as well for your daily preparations, if that changes anything, just so you know. All right, so now you all rest for the evening. Wake up the next morning. Sorry about that. No, not at all. That was wonderful. I loved it. In fact, you all get a hero point for that. Yay! <laughs> Except Knife Sword, because he already has three. Knife Sword can't get an extra one. <laughs> uh, you gotta spend them, buddy. You're just hoarding them? Yeah. Yeah, you have three. You got one, but it just pushes off your oldest one. Use them. You can't hoard them. You can hoard anything if you try hard enough. <laughs> You're not a dragon. Are you? <laughs> Wait a minute. Is Knife Sword who we've been looking for all along? <laughs> <laughs> Knife Sword is secretly dark. That's why my nightmares but getting worse. <laughs> Damn it, now I gotta re redo the end of this book. God. <laughs> Sorry, I was just reading about this spell like called Monstrous Form. I'm like, oh Tsushima God. can't be a dragon. <laughs> yeah, dragon forms its own spell, I think. Okay. <laughs> so with that, 
that, you are led through the oppressive darkness of these caves. As you get deeper into them with your ghostly liaison, the temperature starts to get warmer and warmer as you finally make your way to what looks like an old mining cave. You see some tracks here and you definitely feel that you are moving deeper into the dark lands and the the heat of the core of this world is getting closer as it starts to get hotter and hotter. So let me move you to a new map. A couple of notes about everything where you are. Do you remember uh, the level in the Aladdin video game where you had to be on the magic carpet and it was awful? And you had to guess for a couple of them and memorize which they were? Yeah, that's where you guys are. No. Oh, no. (laughs) So there are no external light sources in this mine. And the ceiling heights average about 20 feet. The chambers are relatively expansive, but overall it is, you just feel very claustrophobic here. So if you look at the walls of the mine here, you see that they are streaked with a marrow stone, a white mineral that exudes lazarite as a black radioactive crust on its surface. What is lazarite? It's like a gem, I think, like a blue gem. Yeah, it's normally bluey, but not bluey the dog, but blue ish in color, but this is coming out as black. Oh, weird. Huh. Depending on how far down we are sort of thing. I don't know. It could be corrupted in some way. You can either give me a recall knowledge. Architecture? (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibilities (laughs) here. You're welcome, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. You could do nature, architecture, crafting, or if you have a lore skill related to mining or gem. Alas, all I have is breach hell. I have elven lore. That's this feels more like dwarven lore. What about sailing? <laughs> sailing? No sailing nor elven lore. You could even use religion. Can I use my uh, my crafting specialty? No. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> How? <laughs> Sorry. No, it's not twenty, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> All right. Haya, what did you roll? I rolled crafting for a total of 30. All right. Christine? I also rolled crafting for 35. Right. Matt? I rolled architecture lore. I got a two on the die for a 21. (laughs) And Rob? So I didn't hear the part about crafting, which I have a plus 22. So I rolled religion, which I have a plus three, and I got a natural 20. (laughs) (laughs) That at least bumps it up one category. Yeah. Yeah. So you all actually figure this out. So this Lazarite has been corrupted, which you all kind of spitballed outside of the rolling. However, since Knife Sword rolled a natural 20, he knows for sure that it has been corrupted with necromantic energy. Let me read this directly from the book. The mineral exudes an aura of necromantic energy. Any intact corpse left within 30 feet of a deposit of this material has a 50% chance to rise as a free-willed ghoul or gas. Undead creatures within this 30-foot area gain a plus two status bonus to all saving throws against positive effects. Great. Cool, 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 cool. Hey. 
Well, at least you know it now, <laughs> unlike before, where you did not know. Knowing is half the battle. Minecart tracks crisscross the relatively level floor of this cavern, while the walls of this place are streaked with a crusty black ribbons of grainy stone-like materials. An ancient minecart lies on its side on the tracks, its contents spewing on the ground. What sort of contents are they? Just like your run-of-the-mill mining? It's really far in front of you. I don't wanna! (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared! (laughs) Uh, Okay, onward, friends. Let's do it. Go quietly. Antoine Talon is going to be stealthing ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Knife Sword. (laughs) Talon is stealthing. Knife Sword is just running. (laughs) Okay, so as you are walking, and I'm going to pull Knife Sword back about five feet, and I'm going to pull you all back about five feet. (laughs) Knife Sword, as you are heading up to this mine cart that's tipped over, you take a quick second and look at the wall, and you see that there are three carvings of dwarven stat of dwarves. Hear no knife sword, see no knife sword, smell no knife sword. <laughs> God, I wish I could smell no knife sword. <laughs> but they all start to pull out of the wall as three golems appear. Ooh. Oh, and for clarity, I probably smell like shiitake. That's a way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> If you would all like to roll initiative, you can use perception or stealth. My rolls this game are not good. No, they're fine, Matt. (laughs) Well, considering my mod is significantly higher than everyone else's mod, and I'm like smack dab in the middle of everyone. It's because I'm twitchy. All right, so let's do the fork in the garbage disposal. No, uh, let's start (laughs) with initiatives. Christine, what is your initiative? Soraya has a 32, and she, she's being sneaky about it. All right, that's not bad. Hiya. Brianna is also being sneaky and has a 35. Heidi. Who is not sneaky, and she has a 31. Matt. When Talon rolled a 5 for a 33. And Rob. I rolled slightly higher than that, and I got a 39. He rolled a 17. <laughs> he rolled a 17. <laughs> slightly higher. Numbers are infinite. (laughs) Not on a d20, they're not. (laughs) All right, great. You guys rolled some good initiatives. We definitely rolled some initiatives. And this is where we learned that they all got 40s and higher. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the way he said it makes me think (laughs) that we're in trouble. Makes me think I'm a pancake. Well, at least one of them's going first. And the other one's going first. Yep. So we're going to start with one of the stoned golems. Hey, man. Hey, bro. (laughs) 420 plays it. So the first thing it does is lumber forward five feet. And then you all feel a pulse appear come out of its body. And I need everyone to make a fortitude save, please. Actually, Matt, you do not need to roll. Yeah, Matt, you're the only one who does not need to roll. Okay. You're outside of the 10 foot range. Rob, what did you roll? 31. 31, that is a fail. (gasps) Hey, remember how you have hero points? (laughs) Yeah, would you like to use a hero point? Maybe I have a bucket of them. But they look so nice on the shelf. I've got a set. (laughs) Okay, I'll use a hero point. Remember, Rob, get more. Let me re-roll that. (laughs) Yay! All right, go ahead and re-roll. Heidi, what did you roll? I got a weapon 40. Nice. All right. Uh, That is a success. So for you, that is a critical success. Juggernauts. Christine, what did you get? I got a 34. 
That is a success, which means it's a critical success. Haya, what did you get? I got one more than Soraya, so 35, which means I also have a critical success. And then Rob, what was your reroll? I got a 40, but I don't think I have a critical success. You do not have a critical success. You have a regular success. I feel like there was like a note went around with everybody and I didn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) The girls all matched. (laughs) On Wednesdays, we were our great board saves. (laughs) (laughs) So you are going to take half of the persistent damage. So instead of 1d6, it is 1d3. Man, and I can't liberate because first round, isn't it? Yep. And it's persistent. Yeah, it's going to happen on Night Sword's turn. It doesn't happen right away. <sighs> okay. And you are slowed one for one minute. Ooh. <laughs> Even on a success? Yep. Oh, that's gross. Good news is I don't think I can do that for, oh, not that long. Okay, great. Then for its third and final action, it is going to attack either Rihanna, Soraya, or ooh, I'm gonna roll a d3. Uh, one is ooh, two is Brianna, three is Soraya. That is one. It is going to attack ooh. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so here comes a fist. So that is a 35 total to hit ooh. Here comes the damage. Which we have to believe Sean for, because it's all question marks. <laughs> yep. There we go. I'll show you the damage. It is 26 points of damage, meaning that you are going to take four points of bludgeoning and 11 points of negative. I don't believe you have anything that prevents negative at this point. No, it is. She takes four points of bludgeoning? Sorry. It's 2d10 plus 11, so it is four on the dice for 15 total, and then 11 negative. Sorry. It's okay. All right. Ooh gets blasted for that amount. 26 points of damage. Next up on the initiative is the second of the three golems. It's going to step forward and see this beautiful goblin in front of it, and it is going to punch. Golem punch on knife sword. That is a five on the die for a total of 31. No. (laughs) I miss knife sword with the first attack. Second attack on knife sword. It's a 14 on the die for a 35. That hits. All right. I'm sorry, I can't liberate. It's okay. How dare you? And you're going to take 23 points of damage. Uh, that breaks down to nine, uh, 20 points of bludgeoning and three points of negative damage. Ugh. All right. Now, next up on the initiative order is Knife Sword. But before you start your turn. Oh, come on. Oh, come we've on. been going for a little <laughs> over an hour, which means it is time to see you all next week. Damn it! In my head, I thought he was going to say, time to make pie. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it's always time to make pie. True. (laughs) Okay, bye, guys. Alrighty, friends. See you next week. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Goblin (laughs) Pate. Thank you for listening to the Crack Die Podcast. Please visit us at crackdiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. 
background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Epidemic Sound. Please visit them at epidemicsound.com. The Cracked Eye podcast theme was composed by Angelo DiLoretto. He is forever missed. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in breathing life into this production. We do not know where we'd be without them. If you'd like to join our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash podcast. <laughs>